All right, we're going to stay right there where Brother Norm read in Proverbs 11. And I'm really just going to focus on verse 1, and I'll go to some other scriptures uh, to deal with this subject, a false balance and a just weight. False balance and a just weight. Where it says, a false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Now, if you have a center concordance or end notes in your Bible, that word, that phrase, just weight, it could be translated and, and very well would be a perfect stone. And the idea here is the measurements of things, to measure the value of something. And that perfect stone, I, I, I believe if you think about that, you can see where I'm going with this. It's pretty, pretty obvious to, to a believer. And it's not a stretch at all. But you know, the Bible has a lot to say about just weights and false balances. Look over at Proverbs chapter 20, just over a few pages. And look at, uh, look at verse 9 of Proverbs chapter 20. We'll look at several passages here in this chapter. But it says in verse 9 of Proverbs 20, Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin? Well, the only ones who can, no sinner can say, I have made my heart clean, or that I am pure from my sin. We know that this purity, this cleansing is from God by His grace. But it says, verse 10, diverse weights, and that's literally a stone and a stone. Now they used stones back then to weigh things. You know, how many stones does this person weigh? Or how many stones does this uh, merchandise weigh? So the diverse weights here, various weights, is a stone and a stone. And diverse measures, uh, both of them are alike abomination to the Lord. In other words, uh, God does not measure by various different uh, standards. He has one standard, okay? And then he says in verse 11, Even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. Isn't that so true? If you can see, spiritually see, the glory of God in Christ, if you can hear the glorious gospel with a hearing ear, that's a gift from God, isn't it? That's not something that came to us naturally. But jump across the page there. Look at verse 21. It says, An inheritance may be gotten hastily at the beginning, but the end thereof shall not be blessed. Well, how are you going to get an inheritance hastily? The only way you could do that is murder somebody. Think about it. But it says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. Here's this term again. Divers weights are an abomination unto the Lord and a false balance or balances of deceit. Deception is not good. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? Now all this tied together, you see, concerning just uh, false balances and just weights. Uh, whenever we think about religion, uh, Brother Norman and I were talking about this today, how, you know, we could, we could make a long list of things that, in wherein we differ 
from false religion. But sometimes it, it, it comes down to, a, to very simple things. And I want to, these two things that are common to all false religion, even false Christianity. And like I said, we could, we could list other things, but this kind of covers most of it. And the first thing is this, that false religion, even false Christianity, will strive to make salvation at some stage, in some way, to some degree, conditioned on you, on me, conditioned on sinners. That's a false gospel. The true gospel states that salvation is conditioned on Christ. And Christ fulfilled those conditions so as to secure the complete salvation of all whom God gave him before the foundation of the world. All whom he redeemed, died for on the cross. The second uh, uh, matter that would reveal false religion is that all false religion, and again, even false Christianity, they always measure righteousness, holiness, and truth on a sliding scale. You see that a lot, measuring themselves by themselves. You hear people talking about, well, they don't preach the truth, but they're closer to the truth, that kind of thing. It's a sliding scale. And what that describes is the very thing that the the wise man in Proverbs here says. That's a false balance. That's a false measure. That's a false scale. And a false balance is abomination. It's disgusting to the Lord. God hates it. But a just weight, and as I said, that's a perfect stone, a perfect weight, is His delight. Well, let's consider some things here concerning how this, how this applies spiritually to, to the Lord God and His people and how we stand before God in Christ. Number one is this. The scales here are used for weighing people in judgment. We're not talking about weighing gold and silver. We're not talking about weighing groceries or anything like that. This is weighing people. This is the scales of justice. You've seen that statue of, the, of, the, of justice, you know, blindfolded and the scales out there. And they measure and justice is supposed to be blind to anything but that which measures out, equals out. Well, what is a false balance? Well, you know what that is. That's one that does not measure properly. One that does not measure justly. One that does not measure righteously. That's a false balance. There's no justice there. And what is a just weight? Well, that's obviously the opposite. One that does measure properly, righteously, justly, even we'll say perfectly, a perfect stone. You know the idea, you know, there are several words in the New Testament that, that give us a description of the idea of sin, what sin really is. And all, that's, all that is sinful, truly, if we're to see it properly, has to be measured as it relates to Christ. And we'll see that in just a moment. But think about, for example, the word iniquity. Now, Iniquity can can apply to a lot of uh, ways to describe sin, but one way is inequity, unequal. It doesn't balance. It doesn't measure up to the scale, or we might say the perfect stone. 
And therefore, it's iniquity, whatever it is. So iniquity, we can say this. Iniquity is works that do not balance the scales. And if those works do not balance the scale, what are they? They're iniquity. All right, here's the second thing. It is God. God is the one who does the weighing here. Not the preacher. Not the elders. Not the denomination. Not the congregation. Not man. It's God who does the measuring here. And the balance itself is the word of God. His word of justice. His word of righteousness. You can consider the words of this uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 11, for example. It says in verse 6, or verse 5, The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. Now what is righteousness? What is wickedness? Well, we have to measure that as God measures it. We have to go by God's ruler, you might say, God's scales. And then it says, The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors, shall be taken in their own naughtiness. And that word naughtiness is something similar to depravity. And we know this, we're all sinners. Look over at Proverbs 16. Turn to, since these, these are so close, think about this. Pro, look at Proverbs 16. The balance itself is the Word of God, His Word of justice, His Word of righteousness. Whatever God says, whatever God uh, uh, accounts, charges, is truth and cannot be denied. But look at, uh, look at verse 10 of Proverbs 16. <clears throat> it says, A divine sentence is the, in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. And then he goes back to the same thing. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. In other words, the just weight, the right weight, the perfect stuff is of the Lord. Though, and all the weights of the bag are his work. <clears throat> now that... That weights of the bag are the stones of the bag. That's what the that's the literal translation, and it says in verse twelve, it is an abomination to 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 kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Now, if you if you study the history of human kings, and human rulers, you see very little justice and righteousness. But this, as it applies to God. And then look over at uh, Proverbs 20 again, verse 10. Diverse weights and diverse measures, both of them are alike abomination to the Lord. And even a child is known by his doings, whether his work be pure and whether it be right. So you see what's happening here. How this is falling out. That this is God's measure. And it says in verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. And then look over, look over at, uh, at verse 23. Divers weights are an abomination unto the Lord and a false balance is not good. So that's settled. And that's re- I wanted to read those verses several times to understand that these diverse weights, uh, a stone and a stone <coughs> crafted by men, Measured by men, weights and measures of their own invention that make them look good in their own eyes by which they proclaim themselves righteous. You understand? That's exactly what it's, uh, the abomination is here. Whether, how do I see myself? 
How do I see myself measuring up? Do I measure up? Well, false religion will say, yes, you do. In some way, to some fashion. Thank you. (laughs) That you do. But here's the point. It is God alone who is the source of anything that is measured to be righteous. And that's the, the gospel. Is the revelation of what? The righteousness of God. Not the righteousness of men. So, back in in our text, Proverbs 11, it says, A perfect stone is his delight. And this perfect stone, now we know who this perfect stone is. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the only perfect stone. And if we're in Christ, we have the righteousness of God. If we're in Christ, We have His blood to wash away our sins. Our sins are not charged to us. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifieth. It's God who weighs it out. Who can condemn us? It's Christ that died. Yea, rather is risen again. Who's seated at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. How many times in the Old Testament and the New? Look look with me at Romans chapter 9. How many times is Christ described as a stone, a rock, a cornerstone? He's a rock of offense. He's a stone of stumbling. He's the the rock upon which we who are the church stand. And we're measured by. You know what a cornerstone is? That's a stone in construction by which every measurement in the building is is, uh, weighed and measured right there. And look at, look at chat, uh, Romans 9, look at verse 31, speaking of Israel. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore, or why? Because they sought it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at that stumbling stone. Now that's uh, uh, prophesied by Isaiah. 700 and some years before, almost 800 years before. And this is quoted. And it says in verse 33, As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone and rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Well, that's Christ. The Pharisees, the the unbelieving Jews, and all men and women by nature have a standard which they have set up in their own minds, which is an abomination to God, and they measure themselves by that standard. And it can be a lot of different things, diverse weights, see. It can be, well, I gave my heart to Jesus, or I walked an aisle and confessed Him, or I got baptized, or I reformed my character and conduct, or I did this and stopped doing that. All kinds of standards. Join this church, join that church. But all of that is a, an abomination to God. Because it is only, only the righteousness of Christ is acceptable to God. And He's the stone. And anything less than the perfection of righteousness that can only be found in Christ is an abomination unto God. As far as our uh, right standing with Him. Over here in Romans chapter 10 and verse 4, it says, For Christ is the end, the finishing, the fulfillment of the law, the perfection of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Only Christ can cleanse us. 
and work righteousness for us. And it's God who imputes His righteousness to us, imputed our sins to Him and His righteousness to us. It's God who weighs with the scales and balances of perfect law and justice. It's God who makes the judgment as to whether the scales are balanced. And it's God who crafts the stones of His purse. You don't craft them. I don't craft them. And if we did, it's an abomination. And the stone by which God weighs His people is His perfect righteousness in Christ, the righteousness of God. Acts 17.31 says this, that God, God, it's God who commands all men everywhere to repent because He has appointed a day in the which He will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom He hath ordained in the which He hath given assurance unto all men in that He hath raised Him from the dead. So as we, come, as we seek to come before God and to be accepted, in any way, worship, prayer, for salvation, for forgiveness, for righteousness, as we seek to come before God, if we, if we seek that by anything less than the perfection of righteousness that can only be found in Christ, it's an, it's an unjust way. It's diverse weights. It's an abomination to God. Well, here's the third thing. In ourselves and by our works, none of us can balance the scales. Over in the book of Daniel chapter 5, you don't have to turn there. But you may remember this. There's a story of a king in Babylon who decided to have a party. And he told his his uh, cupbearers, his servants, to go find the vessels that Nebuchadnezzar, I believe, I believe this, this man was Belshazzar. I believe Nebuchadnezzar was his father or grandfather. I can't remember. But he told his servants to go get the vessels that Nebuchadnezzar had stolen out of the temple of Solomon and bring them so that they could use them to have their party and drink their wine and all of this, all their gala festivities. So what was happening there is they were taking the things of the Lord God, which God had ordained and made for a specific purpose, that is to be in the service of God and worship of God, and they were using them for sinful purposes. And you remember during their festivities, during their party, there appeared a hand, and there was, and it wrote on the wall. And nobody could interpret it, so they went and they got Daniel. And Daniel read the handwriting on the wall, and you remember what it said? Thou art weighed in the balance and found wanting, lacking. You know, it's, it's iniquity. Well, here's the point. By nature... We are all weighed in the balance and found wanting. And that's what it says, isn't that what it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's in ourselves now. That's based on our works. That's what that's talking about. What Paul's doing, he's bringing an indictment against the whole human race as we stand in ourselves. And he says, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none good, that, there's none that understandeth, no, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. 
There, uh, Brother Mahan used to say when he'd read that verse, he said, now it doesn't say they don't, there's none that seeketh after a God. Man by nature is religious, but there's none that seeketh after the true and living God. They are all gone out of the way. That's God's way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. Now you go around and you tell the average religionist that the Bible says there is no person on earth who is naturally or by their works good. No, not one. Most of them will think you've lost your mind. Well, I know all kinds of good people. You remember the rich young man who came to Christ. He said, good master. What, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? He was addressing Christ as just a, a mere godly man, but not God. He, wasn't, he didn't recognize that Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. And that's, the way, that's why Christ answered him as he did. He said, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. If you don't think I'm God, then don't call me good. There's none good but God. And religious people, they can't think this way because they, they are measuring with an unjust weight, a false balance. And they say, I know all kinds of good people. But the scales of God's justice are set forth by God's standard, not man's. And in God's standard of goodness, there's none good, no, not one. So in ourselves, by our works, none of us can balance the scales. He says in verse 19, We know that whatsoever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore... By deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in God's sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now, if your religion is guided by a sliding scale, you can say things like I've heard people say, well, I'm not perfect, but I've never done anything that would cause God to send me to hell. But what, what does God's scales say? What does God's standard say? It says, listen, if it doesn't measure up to that perfect stone, which is Christ Jesus, it's iniquity. So the fourth thing is this. In salvation, our only hope is to be found in Christ. We've got no other hope. Our hope is not in anything that we do or... Stop doing, not in any, in any religious exercise. Our hope is in Christ and Him alone. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock, the solid stone I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Unless we're found in Christ, we're going to be like O King Belshazzar. Thou art found weighed in the balance and found wanting. And the evidence of one being found in Christ is Holy Spirit wrought faith in Him and repentance of dead works. Think about it. Think about how the Apostle Paul spoke out and he said, when the Lord God Open my eyes to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
everything that I put on that scale to balance it out, I now count but loss. Do count it but dumb that I may win Christ and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, not going by that sliding scale that men and women love so much, but that which is through the faithfulness of Christ, even the righteousness of God which is by faith. Well, let let me conclude it this way. Fifthly, beware of any proposed way of salvation that does not balance the scales. A false gospel. You know what a false gospel is? It's a false balance. Look at Matthew chapter 7. You're familiar with this passage. The apostle or Christ Himself here in the Sermon on the Mount. He'd been talking about the straight gate and the narrow way as opposed to the broad way that leads to destruction. Few find the straight gate and the narrow way. That's God's chosen people. But many go on that broad road that leads to destruction. And then He comes down to verse 21 of Matthew 7. He says, Not everyone that saith unto Me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now the will of the Father can be summed up in believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Son. That's His will. And follow His Son. Rest in His Son. Find your peace, your hope, your righteousness. Find your assurance in His Son. The glorious person and the finished work of Christ. And he says in verse 22, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied or preached in thy name? Well, now let me ask you, what, what am I seeking to do tonight? What, what does Brother Norm seek to do when he stands behind this pulpit? He's preaching in the name of the Lord, aren't you? That's what I'm trying to do tonight. I'm not here trying to preach in my own name. I'm preaching in the name of the Lord. I'm trying to tell you about God. About our sinfulness and God's holiness and God's justice. And I want to tell you about our Savior. I want to tell you about who He is. And what He's accomplished. So it's not sinful in and of itself to preach in the name of the Lord if we're preaching the true Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, In thy thy name have cast out devils. Now that was common back then. I've never cast out devils that I know of. But I know God cast the devil out of me when He saved me by His grace. But I can tell you there's nothing sinful about casting out devils in and of itself. And it says, And in thy name done many wonderful works. That is for His glory. That's what they're saying. And in verse 23, the Lord says, Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Now what was wrong with these fellows? You know, I I grew up listening to preachers tell me about this verse, and here's what they would say. They'd say, well, these guys weren't sincere enough. They weren't sincere. Well, let me ask you, are you sincere enough? Am I sincere enough? Let me ask you this. How much sincerity does it take? Get out your sliding scale and measure that sincerity. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not as dedicated as some, but I'm more dedicated than others. There's that sliding scale. 
That's an abomination to God. Somebody might say, well, they really didn't mean it. <laughs> well, do you mean it? <laughs> do I mean it? You see what I'm saying? Is that the kind of religion that brings happiness and assurance that glorifies God? And the answer is no. You see, there's nothing sinful in any of these things in and of themselves. But here's the problem with these guys. This is what they were presenting before God to balance the scales as their righteousness before God. And that's the problem. That's why it's iniquity. It doesn't balance the scales. I'm preaching in God's name tonight. But that's no part of the righteousness by which I stand before God. My preaching, I preach the righteousness of God. I preach Christ. But my preaching will not balance the scales of God's justice and His law and His holiness. I want to do many wonderful works. I want to honor God. But the best works that I've ever done or ever will do will not balance the scales. Will not equal the perfection of righteousness that can only be found in Christ. I hear these guys talking about how they have a per perfect righteousness within them now. And that's the works that come out of the new nature, the perfection. No! No. We have new life. We have spiritual life. We have, we have a new heart. But we still have the flesh that contaminates everything we do. I'll never forget, I was telling uh, Norm this the other day. When, before I was converted, I was sitting in 13th Street Baptist Church listening to Brother Mayhem preach. And he made this statement. He said, there's enough sin in the best prayer I've ever prayed to sink a world to hell. And I told my mother, I said, that man's crazy. That's what I told her. I didn't realize at the time I was the one who was crazy. I was the one who was drunk on self-righteousness. And one day the Lord brought me to a saving knowledge of Christ and I found out he's not crazy. He was right. And to prove that, when you pray to God, in whose name do you pray? And how does God accept our feeble prayers? Through the great high priest who's passed through into the heavens. It's all Christ, you see. And that's not saying that Christ makes up the difference of my sinfulness and His... No. No, it's presented before God the Father totally and completely in the blood of Christ. His blood, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, nothing we do can equal what Christ did. Amen. And He was not sent to make up the difference. He was sent to fulfill all righteousness for His people. And that's His righteousness imputed. And can you see now how, how glorious it is to say with David of old, blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth righteousness without works. And preachers today, they want to confuse that. Water it down. Mix it. Don't listen to them. That's a false balance. It's a diverse weight. A false gospel is a false balance. 
False balances have always been prevalent, even today. The, the, gospel, the false gospel of free willism, salvation conditioned on man, the sliding scale of righteousness and holiness. And the reason is, by nature, people don't like God's way of judgment. They don't like God's balance. They don't like God's measure. They prefer to make up their own ways, false balances. They prefer to make up their own stones, their own balances by which to compare themselves. But God, God has set the balance. He set the scales of justice. And my friend, if you know the God of this book and His Christ you'll know that the only way that we can balance them out, the only way we can measure up is through the righteousness of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ, Jehovah Sid Canoe, the Lord, our righteousness. All right. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and we'll be dismissed by prayer. Please take time to greet Brother Bill. Thank him. And we'll leave the uh, Zoom on for a little bit if you'd like to come up and greet those folks that have joined us from afar. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your gracious work of grace. Lord, that you truly have all righteousness. We are without it. And though in our feeble efforts, we've tried to do that in religion, thank you for showing us that the true balance is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Bless us, Lord, for Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Amen.